everybody. This is Lori. I am the founder and CEO of a company called Inclusivity, and we are all about justice and kindness. And this is our podcast, Inclusiva Talks. And our guest today is Lexi Harris, who is an amazing singer, songwriter, actress, artist. And so we are excited to be talking with Lexi. She actually uh, created some drawings for us before that we've used on several things, but right behind me, these are some of her children's drawings, actually. So I wanted to just show that off. And Lexi, I want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank people you for having in, me. <laughs> thank you so much for coming a second time. People in the audience won't know that we, uh, somehow the recording didn't work the first time we tried this. So we're trying it over. And um, this time it's going to work beautifully. Yes. I have a good feeling about this one. <laughs> All right. So Lexi, I just want to start out by asking you a little bit about your art. Sort of where did the passion for art and music, and you can start with whichever one you want, but where did all of that come from? Well, I think I first started with art, like when I got involved in anything like artsy or like theatery, I think I first started with drawing. Um, I just always liked drawing as a kid. And also when I was young, anime was a really big thing at the time. Uh, like I was born in 95, so anime was kind of like starting to kind of kick off in the U.S. to the point where like you would go to like Best Buy and there'd be like rows and rows and rows of like all these really obscure anime. Uh, and um, I just, I think I was exposed to it very young and I just loved how the art looked. It looked, it looked cartoony, but without being like goofy and such. And I just so I would start drawing like anime characters and this was before I could even like read or write. So I would like draw these anime characters and make up like little stories for them. And I think from there, I just started drawing, drawing more and more. And my parents were kind of like, oh yeah, she's going to, she's going to do something artsy when she grows up. And, and then even before, I think even before the art started, I used to watch like the same three movies over and over and over again. And I would like to act them out. Like one of my favorite movies was The Lion King. And I would take like my teddy bear and like do like the little symbol. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't matter like where I was. If The Lion King was on, I had to act it out. <laughs> like um, my mom said, uh, we were visiting my grandmother one time and uh, The Lion King came on and I like jumped on the couch and like started acting it out. And my grandma was like, what the heck? And my mom was like, um, is it okay if she jumps on your couch? <laughs> my grandma was like, does she do that at home? And I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, that's always been kind of my thing. And um, I liked singing as well. In fact, um, when I was little, my parents would play um, like lullabies from around the world type things. And um, I really loved these um, like old lullabies. And actually when I was in kindergarten, I was in a talent show and I sang one of the um, lullabies from my uh, little tape. And yeah, and I think people were like, oh, she's pretty good. You know, she, you know, practiced or like she had like some training, she'd be pretty good. So yeah, that's kind of how I got off into the singing and then the acting and um, yeah. So <laughs> when you were, when you were so interested in anime, was that something anybody in your family, anybody else in your family was interested in? You know, my dad would watch Cowboy Bebop, and um, I was too young to really understand or appreciate it. Uh, but as far as, like, anime goes, 
I don't think my, my family really was into it. I know my dad, you know, he watched Cowboy Bebop and he would like, um, like go out and buy movies. He'd never seen them before. He'd just like say, Hey, I think she'll like this one. And so like, I think like one, like I used to have like the poke, like the original Pokemon show on VHS. And I honestly, I don't think my dad ever watched it before. I think he just said, Oh, this looks like something she'll like and just bought it. And then I just started watching it. And, um, yeah, I think like my family always kind of knew like, oh, anime, that's Lexi's thing. Like she, that's like Japan and anime, that's what she does. That's her thing. So yeah, I, I think, so I would guess my dad kind of exposed me to anime, but he never really watched it much mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now with your singing, do you have, so have you been sort of classically trained in singing? Did you sing in a, in a church choir or join groups or how did that really t- kind of take off for you? Well, I've always liked singing. Um, I just, I don't really know where it all started. I just always liked singing. Um, Officially, I started kind of doing it professionally um, around like 14 years old because I had joined a a modeling agency who also did music on the side. So um, when I found that out and I I, uh, talked to the owner and he heard me sing, he said, wow, I think you could do pretty well as a musician or a singer. So um, I recorded some songs and um, I've, I've been trained in singing. Yes, I've taken um, some classes and I've been trained by um, some coaches throughout my um, singing career. Um, but I, I still don't really, uh, I don't know how to start it. <laughs> I don't like to follow the rules of music. So I don't really consider myself like an, like an amazing, like, person I think I'm pretty good at singing yeah but I don't think like I follow the rules like I'm kind of like I want to break the rules you know I know the rules but I I purposely break them uh and um I actually learned to play the ukulele um on YouTube so um yeah I think like for for the most part I'm self-taught when it comes to music so and do you feel your music has a genre like do you I you just said you like to break the rules so I'm guessing you're gonna say it crosses genres but do you have something particular that you're drawn to? Well, all my life, I've really been drawn to indie music. Um, when I was in like teenage, when I was like a teenager, I went through kind of like a goth phase and I listened to a lot of like um, emo music and goth music. But despite all of that, I always had this kind of like um, guilty pleasure of listening to like very different kinds of music. Like, um, one of my favorite artists is Joanna Newsom. She's like a folk singer. She plays the harp and she's got a really unique voice. Like it's kind of an, either it's in an acquired taste or it's like you either love it or you hate it. And um, I also listen to like Fru Fru and Imogen Heap. Um, and then uh, I liked um, folk music when Juno came out. Um, it was a big deal because, you know, Minnesota, most movies don't take place in Minnesota. And um even though I was really into like, I looked like really like hard, hardcore, like punk emo kind of kid. I just love the Juno soundtrack. And um, so I think if I had to put a genre on my music, I would say it's kind of indie, poppy, folky. Yeah. (laughs) I like that, indie, poppy, folky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think you've told me before, Lexi, that you're, that you are mixed race. Yes. But tell me a little bit about how that's kind of influenced you coming up or how that's been for you growing up in Minnesota. 
Well, um, it's kind of a loaded question. It's a little I bit think, of a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I know for a long time, uh, I was, I had, I struggled with it a bit. Um, I know in my neighborhood is predominantly white and, um, my, my, um, elementary school was actually brand new. Um, I think like the year before we moved there. So, um, and it was a new neighborhood and everything. So basically all the other students were white and I don't think I saw any other like brown skinned kids until like maybe fourth or fifth grade. Um, I know, um, so I have, I have like so many things in my family. Like I've got like, um, family from India. I've got family from Venezuela. I got family uh, from Mexico, Puerto Rico, um, Jamaica, Africa. Um, so it's, um, always been kind of a melting pot in my family. And I know for a while I didn't really care, but then as I got older, I started noticing, Hey, I'm different from other people. And it was kind of hard. I know, um, I guess I was kind of ashamed of my family a little bit. Like, um, uh, as a kid, one of the first languages other than English I was exposed to was Spanish. Um, so like I had family speaking Spanish at, you know, with me and um, I tried to learn. And then um, around like middle school, I just, I felt like, oh, I don't want to learn Spanish. Like why? I mean, like I didn't, I associated Spanish with like my family and we were kind of like on rocky um, relationships. So I'm like, I don't want to learn Spanish. Like that's like, I just don't like it. So I tried to like learn French and, um, you know, I, and I, you know, I just, I, it was hard a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know like I've had family members who just English was terrible and it would make me feel really embarrassed sometimes. Um, but looking back at it, I, you know, like I used to like be really sad. I'm like, mom, it's, I'm different. I don't like it. Da, da, da. And one thing I really appreciate that my mom always said, she's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. You know, your background doesn't matter. And if people make a big deal out of it, then, you know, they're, they're probably not worth hanging out with, you know? And um, I, I really appreciate my mom, you know, telling me stuff like that, like, hey, you know, it doesn't matter. And even if like, even if it did matter, like what difference, you're still a human being at the end of the day, we're, we're all part of the human race. So, yeah. It sounds like both your parents have always been really supportive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's been interesting because, you know, I've gone through like so many different phases and um, yeah, like it's just interesting. And um, I used to be like really like ashamed of like, oh, my family, they're different. And like, but now it's like, you know, I think it's a good thing. I kind of like it. It made me a well-rounded person at the end of the day. So I think it gave you lots of experiences that were different. Yeah. And I think we're just so much better because we're not all the same. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I, with your music, so the kind of indie folk, what do you call it? Indie folky? I think indie, indie, indie folky poppy. poppy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so was there ever any pressure on you to, to try different kinds of music? Do you, did you feel like people had expectations that were different from yours? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Again, in Minnesota, you know, there's not, at least for where I was around, there wasn't really a lot of um, brown skinned people or black people. So um, I know when I first started getting into music, a lot of people were like, oh, you're going to be like Alicia Keys. Oh, you're going to be like Beyonce. Oh, you're going to do this. And I never liked it. I, I was like, I don't, 
like I, I do not gonna lie I do kind of like some of Alicia Keys songs but <laughs> I'm not like an Alicia Keys singer I'm not like a big belty type singer and um I know a lot of people kind of like they look at me and say oh no you should be singing R&B you should be singing hip-hop and um not only did I not like it I just didn't have the voice for it yeah. um my voice is very like light and airy and it really doesn't match like I can't sing like Whitney Houston a lot of people want me to sing like Whitney Houston it's like <laughs> I don't have that kind of voice even if I wanted to I don't have that kind of voice so it doesn't really matter either way um so I remember I actually had a PR once and um there uh me and another uh another uh, girl, she was also uh, biracial, but she looked a lot more uh, Caucasian than I did. But she had that Whitney Houston, powerful singing type voice. And uh, my PR was representing me and her. And my PR said, oh, Lexi, you should sound like her. And she should sound like you. And I'm like, what? Like, it's just like the weirdest thing. And uh, I mean, I, I hear what she's saying, but at the same time, it's like, isn't that kind of like offensive, you know, like just because I look a certain way and she looks a certain way, we should be like, I don't know. So yeah, definitely a lot of people um, try to put me in this box, like, oh, you need to sing like this. Um, and I, I used to be kind of like upset about it because it's like, you know, I don't, even if I wanted to, I don't have that kind of voice. Yeah. Um, and I found out that like, once I started like, I, it's almost like I had to say, look, guys, this is who I am, okay? And I can't be something I'm not. I could try, but it's going to not be genuine. Right. So once I started, like, um, I found out my producer, like, I think, like, 2011. And the nice thing was that he was also kind of an indie. Also, so we kind of, like, vied really well. And from there, like, my music, I felt just got better and better because I was able to sing the songs that I liked that fit my voice. So. Yeah. Lexi, so you're an artist. And yes. I don't know where that came from. You're a singer. And mm -hmm. then you are also an actor. So tell me sort of the evolution of that. Yes. Um, I've always liked acting. Like I said, I used to watch the same like three movies on repeat every day for hours and hours. And um, I would act out every single scene and I knew every single word. And um, I remember um being in school and you know in, in elementary school all the kids are forced to be in like a production thing and one year um we had a play it was like cats and dogs and they were fighting <laughs> and I remember I was like because I was like I was like the queen of cats like I never had a cat but I love cats like I would always read books on different cat breeds and how to take care of cats and um so cats that was my thing they actually used to call me Catwoman in school because I just love cats. <laughs> and um, one day we were having auditions for the lead character. And I went in, but I was very shy and obviously didn't get the role. Um, but then I, after that, I said, wait a minute, acting, that's what I do when I watch all these movies and I act them out. And then I'm like, wait, you can be an actor and make money off that? Like, that's an actual thing you could do? And since then, I was like, it was just like like an epiphany. And, um, and then I uh, auditioned for another play we did, and I got one of the lead roles. 
And I was like, I love this. This is what I want to do. Like, this is fun. I'm like, you can do this? Like, this is a thing? Like, what? Where, what, where, what? So I, so from there, I just, it was, it's, I don't know, it was almost like a drug in a sense, like that, that feeling you get when you're on stage and people like see you and you're like pouring your heart out. It was just like, I don't know, it's it almost like an addiction in like a weird kind of sense. And from there, I just started um, acting more and more. I think I um, did a lot, I did some Best Buy commercials. I did um, like, I was, I think the biggest thing I did in Minnesota, I was in a, like an, in, like a personal safety, like PSA type thing. Uh, and it was going to be shown in like, like high schools and middle it was just, yeah, so that, that's kind of how I got started with that. It's, it's always, it's basically what I've been doing my whole life, basically, just <laughs> acting, <laughs> yeah. And now, are you in, where do you live now, Lexi? Right now, I live in California. I live in Los Angeles. So, and yeah. what kind of acting have you done since you moved? What? Ooh, I've done, I've done quite a bit of stuff. Um, actually, right before uh, the quarantine, I um, had like three jobs lined up. Um, the last thing I did before the quarantine was I was in a film uh, and it was called Who Brings Ice to a Funeral? And I actually played uh, the, the musician at the funeral. And um, it was kind of funny because like um, my character was close to the person who died and um, I'm trying to like control the funeral, like, hey, now nah, it's gonna run this way. And the priest is like, no, I'm, I'm supposed to be running this funeral. So we're kind of like the whole time. <laughs> and um, I was also gonna be in a, I'm still gonna be in it once the quarantine's done, but um, I was scheduled to be in a one act play um, where again, I'm playing a lead character. And um, the point of this one is, uh, it's called like, um, I think it's called handbag or something to do with a handbag. And, um, me and another character were kind of like frenemies, I guess. Like we got these handbags and we think, oh yeah, we're so cool. These are like, um, they're like uh, name brand and yeah, we're, we're, we're awesome, but we're riding the subway. <laughs> and uh, this other character is like, hey, um, I can tell your bags are fake. And we kind of like, what are we talking about? And it's just an interesting play because it's funny because, you know, we're like, hey, we don't care if our bags are fake. I mean, who tells our bags are fake? But it's like, um, it's almost like a commentary on like clothing and like how people feel about them or certain things. Like, you know, some people feel like, oh, I'm better because I got this Louis Vuitton bag. Mm -hmm. But then they don't realize if it's fake, like some poor woman in like China, like probably built like, you know, constructed that bag and she can't even afford it herself. And it's just, very, it's interesting and very profound, but at the same time, it's very funny. So, mm -hmm. and I think I'm also going to be in another film. I'm not sure if I should be talking about the name or anything, just for non-disclosure. But um, I'm going to be in a film, and again, I'm a lead, and uh, my character is um, a lot like me in the in a lot of ways. Um, basically, she got she got this new job, and she's um a huge fan of this person she's working for. She's trying to like kiss up and this person's like, you're weird, go away. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I've also done um, a few other commercials. I was in an American Express commercial. Mm. That's exciting. Yeah, Sounds I've like done some other stuff, but it escapes me right now. <laughs> well, of course. 
Um, it sounds like the new film, the, the one you haven't started yet. One of them you haven't started. That one sounds interesting. We can't yeah. wait to hear what the title is. Um, <laughs> the play, I think, is kind of fascinating from my perspective because, as you know, we mm -hmm. just launched a new product, new products. And part of our mission right now is talking about how the fashion industry is so bad for humans as well as for the environment. Yeah. And so I kind of love that statement that the play is making that yeah. it's, there's a big heavy human cost in the way we do fashion right now. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. I appreciate that a lot. I think I, I will be interested to, now the play, have you already done the play or that's coming out? It's coming out. We've um, rehearsed it several times, but it's so crazy. Like the week before we were supposed to open up, um, you know, everything got shut down. So I talked to another musician who said the same thing. He was in a, mm -hmm. he also was in a play in Minneapolis and they had done the dress rehearsals and yeah. then everything got shut down. So it's on pause. Um, Lexi, so you are, those are sort of what you're working on as far as the theater anything coming out musically anything you're working on that in that area not currently no um i think the last thing i did musically was um when i was in the um that the movie with the funeral uh i did um i did a little version of all bang sign uh because i figured it was a, like a basic funeral song so mm -hmm. That's the last thing I did. And I did, I did record a, like a little bit of it. Um, like I recorded the cover, like just in my room on my mic. Mm -hmm. um, but that the last professional song that I actually produced and had it, you know, everything that was done, I think in 2018, so like two years ago now. Okay. Yeah. And do you have any particular goals in mind? Like if you could see yourself in five years, what would you like to be doing? Hmm. <clears throat> well, I would definitely like to book a national commercial. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to have um, five years. Yeah. So I'd definitely like to have like, like another album out. Um, one of my biggest goals is um, like performance wise, like I would love to um, perform at Amoeba, which is like a um, a big giant like really popular record store here in Los Angeles um I really want to perform there uh, just because like all my favorite artists perform there and I'd like to uh, be on KEXP which I think is a Seattle um radio station again a lot of my favorite artists play there and I'd also like to uh, perform at the Tiny Desk uh, the Tiny Desk concert I think that's in New York yeah so that's, those are like my big like really things I really want to do, so. Sounds terrific. Now, any interest, what are you thinking as far as your art? Anything you particularly want to work on there? You know, I think I would like to do another comic book. Um, it's been a while since I've done that. Um, and I, I, like, I, I have three comic books that I actually wrote before when I was a teenager. And I think they're good for the time, but like I'm, I'm better now. <laughs> Like, I think if I were to redo it, it would be way better. So um, I'm thinking I'd like to do something more like along those lines. Okay. Um, Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about your comic books? Yeah. So um, it's called, it's a, a trilogy, I guess, and it's called Samarcon. Um, at the time, I, um, my, what happened was my cousin, um, he was um, going back to Japan, um, 
and he brought me um, a bunch of, uh, before he left, uh, he gave me his whole collection of like music and he had a lot of Bollywood music in there. And um, I think the first album I heard was, um, oof, I don't remember the, um, the movie, but yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, it was a Bollywood um, album and I just fell in love with it. And I ended up going through this phase where I was just like really into Bollywood and India and, um, you know, I had um, family from India, and so I had, like, a bunch of, like, Indian outfits. I have, like, I think it's called Sorakmas, and it's, like, a dress with, like, um, it's, like, a dress with, like, a pants and, like, a like a lovely um, scarf type thing, mm-hmm. and I just really got into it. I'm, like, I want to do something that takes place in India, but at the same time, I wanted to have a message with my story. I didn't want it just to be, like, you know, fantasy, fun times, da, da, da. So I, um, I got really into like um, uh, arranged marriage type thing. Like I, I watched a lot of like, um, I guess like you'd call them like not commercials, but like um, maybe PSAs on uh, arranged marriages. And I thought, hmm, this might be something I could write about. So I started on um, writing a little rough draft about the story of a woman who is in an arranged marriage and she's very unhappy, but she ends up finding true love. And um, through this journey of trying to figure out love and the arranged marriage, she kind of finds herself in a sense. And she um, builds up the courage to leave this bad situation and end up being in love and having a happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'd like to write another comic book? I would, yeah. I'd like to do another comic book. Maybe not the same um, story or even the same, like, idea. Mm-hmm. But I would. I know um, as a kid, one thing I, um, I used to, <laughs> when I was really little, um, like, this was before I could even, like, really write, I would do, um, like, I guess it was, basically it was comic books or, like, a little children's book. I would take like printer paper and draw like a cat and I had like a series on it. Like it was like uh, Kitty's first birthday, uh, Kitty's Easter, uh, Kitty's Halloween, Kitty, uh, Kitty's new baby, like just stuff like that. So I, I really would like um, to do something like that. Like maybe like, maybe not comic book, but maybe like children's books. That sounds cool. Yeah, that was always what I loved to do. Like, oh, yeah. kitties, kitties Halloween. So kitty and just stuff like that. So um, I actually wanted to do a series of children's books based off my rabbit. Um, her name is Beans. Uh, she, she passed away a few years ago, but um, she, was a, she was a really funny, uh, she, she had a lot of hijinks and stuff. She's very funny. And I thought, oh, it'd be so cool just to like have a little, like a series of children's books based off my, my rabbit. So, I love yeah. that. I, love that. Um, I had a rabbit when I was teaching school. I was a substitute, or not a substitute, but I was a, a student teacher. And I oh. had a rabbit. And whenever I taught, she would hop to the front of the class. Oh, that's very, so cute. Very oh, rabbits um, are so precious. So Lexi, before, I'm going to ask you to sing a song sort okay. of at the end, for the end of this piece of this, but I also am wondering if you can tell us about your art. So how do you create your art? Well, um, 
I, I, I am very uh, a traditionalist in a lot of ways. What I usually do is I start with a sketch. Um, so I take like the light, I have different colors, not different colors, different um, grades of um, graphite pencils. Mm -hmm. And I take the lightest one and I just start by um, drawing kind of like an outline. So um, I use like circles. So I'll draw like a head, then I'll draw like the shoulder joints and I'll draw the neck, then I'll draw the chest and the waist. And I just fill those out. Then I take um, like a pen. Uh, I have special inking pens, they're cartoonist pens. And they're different, different um, thicknesses and different brush types. So after that, I um, fill, I um, ink the drawing. Then I scan it. And then I um, digitally color it. And um, it's kind of funny because my um, the program I use is like Adobe Photoshop from like 2005. <laughs> so it's really, really old. And I have a newer one. I have like Creative Suite and everything, but I just always go back to the old one because that's the one I'm familiar with. It's easiest to use, in my opinion. I definitely, I do use um, the newer ones also, but it's just so much easier to do the old one. So that's usually what I, um, what I tend to do. So. I think we have some footage from the last time I talked to you that that we can use to, um, to show people how you do some of that coloring in. So I'm hoping yeah. you have that. I think I actually have, um, let me see, I think I actually pulled up the drawing that I finished and I have some of my other, um, some of my Christmas cards that I could show as well. That would be great. Yeah, let me see if I can figure this out. Okay. Okay, is it, is it working? I think it takes it a minute to catch up. Yep, here we are. Okay, oh. so here's the drawing I did. Oh, it's, there we go. I don't know if you can I see it. That. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, so that's, that, and oh, let me see, some of these, these are some of my Christmas cards from last year. So here's kind of like, you can see, um, like I kind of, I, this is it all inked in mm -hmm. and then, um, where is it? And then this is kind of the colored version. So yeah, these are, and th this card was from two years ago. Those are great. When my theme was, um, animals. <laughs> sure. Oh, so cute. Yeah. Lexi, we can, um, I just want to say for a minute that the, um, first one you showed us is actually, um, you created for us to, sell in the auction that we're having to raise money for coronavirus relief. So thank you so much for that. It's adorable. Thank so I, that auction will actually be in June or so, but we'll, uh, we'll have that. And I think what we'll do is um, print it out and then send it back to you so you can maybe touch it up in some way or um, just, you know, highlight it with some paint or something just to make it even more personalized for the person who gets it. So um, I would, so I love your work. Thank you. I <laughs> uh, also love your singing, and so I would love for you to sing uh, a song for us. You sang one the other night that you had written, and it was just lovely. Thank you, yes. So I got my smaller uke today. Um, it's this one I used just for kind of traveling. I got three ukuleles. Um, I got a big tenor one, and it's actually electric. So I use that one for like big shows. Mm -hmm. um, then I've got like a smaller one. It's a concert. Uh, but it's still bigger than this one. And um, I use that for small shows. And this one I just use for traveling because it's teeny. 
but I don't know. I just, I like the way it sounds compared to the other ones. It's just, just more islandy, I guess. So yeah. So I'm going to sing this song. Uh, it was the first song I ever wrote all by myself. And uh, yeah, it's called um, I Can Fly. So here you go. Very lovely. Thank That's you. a really cool song. Thank Lexi, you. do you have a CD with that song on it? I don't. Um, I, I have a copy somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Okay. I still haven't unpacked my box. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that song enough. is, it is on my SoundCloud. Um, okay. Crystal on SoundCloud, yeah. So if we wanted to find you, if people wanted to find you, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook, um, just Lexi Crystal. And um, that's where I also sell my um, my holiday cards on Facebook. Um, 
I am also on SoundCloud. So I've got all my music on SoundCloud. Those are all my professional recordings. So it sounds very nice. <laughs> and I am also on Twitter and Instagram. Both Crystal. So, so are, are all of those under Lexi Crystal? Yes. Uh, except for Twitter. I think it's Lexi Crystal underscore. It's Lexi underscore Crystal. Okay. Um, but everything else is just Lexi Crystal. So. Okay. Fantastic. And how do you spell Crystal? Uh, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. So it's L-E-X-E-E space C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. Yeah. Great. Lexi, thank you so much. Thank you Um, for having me. And there'll be another piece of the video that will have you in different clothing and in a different room because we videotape part of it another day. But I think it will be fine. And during that piece, I think you told us your life philosophy as well as a story from your life. So I'm excited to see that kind of all put together. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. And I'm sure that we will be working together again. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. It's my first podcast. So I'm super excited. We are just (laughs) honored to be your first podcast. Thanks, Lexi. Thank you.